Welcome to the Creative Entrepreneur Show. What do we have this week, Brian? Hey, Arash. I'm excited to cover some fun topics in the world of social media. Uh, First of all, you've gone viral, and I don't mean the flu or COVID. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, well, if you have something out there that goes viral, what's next? What do you do next? So I've got some advice in that world. Great topic. And then also, um, I want to talk about retargeting a little bit. Um, It's a really, really effective, um, cost-effective way of uh, getting to the people who are interested in what it is you're sharing. Uh, What do you have going on, bud? So, um, kind of like you getting back to the basics on some things, um, how little updates could actually hurt your SEO because of some of the new core updates in Google. I'll explain a little bit more about that. Uh, the pay-per-click quality score, what's that all about and how can you improve it? What do you need to consider? And YouTube and ad blockers. Uh, that's just a quick conversation, a uh, little anecdote of what happened to me and what seems to be happening everywhere because of this. What do you got? All right. So yeah, we're, t- we're talking about, um, you know, the creative entrepreneurs who are our audiences. And oftentimes these people are going to be, um, you know, pretty talented in whether it's music or art or whatever their direction is. So they are going to have a higher propensity of going viral than, you know, the average Joe Schmo. And it's certainly, it's not something to count on. Um, it's very much like winning the lottery. You can't exactly expect or know when you're going to go viral, but my advice is, is if this is everyone's goal, we need to have a plan for what happens when this happens and right. how, how are you going to optimize it? And, you know, I've had conversations with people, Rosh, where they've, they're like, oh yeah, I had this um, project I built on TikTok and, you know, ended up with two, three million views. And I'm like, great. What did you do with it? And they're like, you know, it's funny. I got the, you know, these views I got in front of people, but nothing really materialized from it. Mm-hmm. And that's because you need to have a follow through plan um, right. once something like this happens. So Step one, while it's happening, and and typically if you have a video or something that's going viral, it's not just going to go viral for a few hours. This is something that's going to play out over a course of a a day, a week, a month, a couple months. Um, And I've got a personal story to uh, to relate to this back to to wrap it up. But um, when it's happening, you're typically going to get more likes and comments than you've ever gotten on any post or video ever. And right. it's a really good opportunity to engage with the audience. Um, you know, remember, don't feed the trolls. <laughs> There's always going to be trolls. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's just the nature of it. And even bots these days are being set up to troll because they know they elicit a response from people. So, again, right. don't feed the trolls. Um, always plan your follow up content. It's OK to, to talk about what went viral, why it went viral and, and you know, expand on that subject. This is also the time to optimize your profile. Make sure whatever platform you've gone viral on, make sure that your links are good. Make sure that all the you know information on your profile is as filled out, fleshed out as possible. This is when you have eyeballs on you. So it's the time that you're going to get the followers that are going to potentially see your subsequent content. Now, some of this advice is going to be a little more down the rabbit hole, depending on, say, what platform you're on. Sure. But say you have a business Um, that has gone viral for, you know, a video that you've put up for your business that's gone viral. This is amazing because now we can actually go in and create audiences based on the people who watched this video and target those people directly. And and I'm going to touch on that a little more on my second topic today of retargeting. But, um, you know, this is the time to do that. And then lastly, I want to share um, uh, my own virality story, how I made some bucks on Facebook with a video I didn't expect, Rosh. So, we're a big fan here of Milwaukee tools. So electric. Oh, same here. Big fan. Love it. 
Yeah, they say, hey, if the it is commonality, we didn't know. <laughs> hey, look at that. If it isn't red and black, you're a hack. That's what I heard. <laughs> <laughs> so we we've got this uh, electric chainsaw and Rosh, little hidden you know note here. And, and um, if you use an electric chainsaw, your chaps that you need to wear actually need to be stronger than that of a gas chainsaw. So if anybody gives you any flack for using an electric chainsaw, they're wrong. They're torqueier, just like an electric car versus a, an ice car, okay. internal combustion engine car. So yeah. anyway, I got this video up where I made this ridiculous notch in the side of a tree that's already leaning. And I started the video with me looking like an idiot with a chainsaw on the back and I'm going to chop over this, this tree. And most people, I think they sat around and watched the video because they really wanted to see what was going to happen with this tree or was right. this dummy with the chainsaw going to have a tree fall on them, whatever. So, cause obviously I'm not a chainsaw, you know, or an arborist, I think they would be, or a, you know, an expert in this world. So anyway, I, I, I dropped the tree, dropped it beautifully, felled it perfectly as I think they would say. And, um, uh, all of a sudden, like I, I posted it as a reel on Facebook and all of a sudden, like two weeks later, I start getting notifications about so-and-so liked your post, so-and-so commented. And I'm like, wow, this is weird. You know, I posted this a couple of weeks ago, but then, you know, it started with a lot of, you know, <laughs> stupid males that are like, oh, that's nice. You know, I see you're using a, a wimpy chainsaw, but you get a yeah. gas one. But these comments fueled the virality of the video. Absolutely. Yeah, right. So, and so I started replying to some, and then I started deleting some and keeping just the good ones saying, Hey, you know, <laughs> great fall, good notching, you know, all that. And, you know, that is a subset of videos on Facebook that people like to watch our trees falling. I've so, watched it myself. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. So, you, you know, so, but what's, what was really cool about this rush was all of a sudden I got a notification from Facebook and it said, Hey, you got a video that's got, you know, 5,000, 10,000 views. You can monetize this. And here are the minimum qualifications. So they, they needed you just to have at least five reels posted and a couple other things on your um, you know, profile fleshed out. So I went and, you know, at this point, it was like my third reel I'd ever posted. So I went and immediately posted a couple more reels. I just kept them private so I can hit that minimum of five. And I checked all the boxes for monetization. And then all of a sudden, as this video started taking off, I would check my monetization each day. And all of a sudden, every hour I was making another $20, $30. Oh, wow. And it, yeah. I mean, and it was, it was addicting to watching this. <laughs> and, um, you know, uh, unfortunately for me, Facebook capped it at 500 a month, but Rosh, I was hitting that $500 threshold in like a day or two. Oh. And this, this video over the course of three months ended up at 7.2 million views. Wow. And, and because I monetized it as quick as I could, I ended up making about $1,300. So I had two months where I maxed out that $500 payback. And then I had one month where it made it like two, 300 bucks. And then, you know, it hit the end of its life. Sure. But yeah, but so it was just, it was a cool thing. And I was able to, you know, put some money in the, the, my pocket right before the holiday last year. So that was really nice. So, um, you know, that's something that the creative entrepreneur needs to think about is, you know, when Facebook's offering opportunities to just monetize your content based on the quantity of views that it's getting, that could, if being done the right way, could end up being a good revenue stream for you. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know yeah. you've lived in this world in YouTube for years. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you, know, you want to shine some light on that? Yeah. You know, I think one of the first things we need to talk about is what is viral. And, and honestly, viral can be different depending on the niche you're in and the type of video or whatever content you develop. But ultimately, viral is this. If you, if you have 50 views 
and now you have 100 views the next hour, and then the next is 200 or 175. In other words, that graph is going up. It's going viral. One expands to the next, to the next, to the next. So as you're going through this process, and yes, there's going to be some up and downs, but ultimately the trend is up. But there's going to be a point in which the trend starts to ebb, to, to flatten out, and then to start to go down. That is the point in which you post your next content. Mm, beautiful. And what content is that? What the people who are watching the viral video want to see next. Right. And so the tree actually falling on me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Part two, what you yeah. didn't see while yeah. I was cutting the tree, you know, the story yeah. behind it, uh, you know, or I did it better this time or whatever, mm -hmm. you know, right. and, but it's right after you're starting to start to go down. And that, if that one catches two, it'll also help the first video. Yeah. And it's all about that momentum. And so, yeah, and you, you can start developing uh, some uh, income that way. Uh, mm -hmm. Ultimately, in the world of YouTube, which is what I'm more familiar with, you're, you're certainly more familiar with the Facebook, Instagram, TikTok world than I am. But um, in the YouTube world specifically, the people who do really well in terms of income, the Google ads, uh, you know, AdSense is about 10% of their revenue. The rest comes from other places, okay. selling products, sponsorships, um, and things like that. So um, once you get that momentum going, there are a lot of revenue sources. And if you're a creative, mm -hmm. there's a lot of ways you can go about developing it. It's not, you know, it's not about insurance. I mean, you can be, you can do some interesting things with insurance, but if you have a more creative world around you, right. it, sometimes it's a little bit easier and we'll get more eyeballs. So, well, and that's why it's fun too to talk to the creative entrepreneur and have that be our audience. And, you know, when you said, you know, give them the next video that they want, it reminds me back to our really good episode, our 500th episode last week with Robert, um, owner of Goofy Faces, how he yeah. said, you know, with, in order to grow his business, he had to kind of get past his level of artistic integrity and give the people what they want. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and this, this is the same in this world too. Exactly. You, know, you can be a purist and there's nothing wrong with it. That's fine. And, and your parents' basement is okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can create the best art in the world. But yeah. You can create the best art in the world. Uh, so. uh, like Phoebe from Friends, you'll be appreciated after your time. Exactly right. <laughs> So, all right. Um, you're talking SEO. That's your world. Yeah. So a little, so yeah. So Google had their helpful content update, uh, not that long ago, actually September and now it's November and they're looking at another update. I don't know what they're calling this one, but the helpful content update, there's a little controversy around this because there are people who will say update a blog post and just change a little thing, but then give you, you know, an more recent freshness date, like nothing really has changed, but you know, you, you just, you changed the date it was published and, and it's been updated, you know, with just a little bit tweak here and there. And Google was kind of cracking down on that. So if you did something like that, like, let's say you went through and just updated some grammar and then said, okay, you know, it's updated. Google was not appreciating that. Now there are some good reasons. Maybe there's, of a couple key, very important elements, say in gaming, for example, and uh, just an update to a feature. And it's just a sentence to say, hey, this feature. But it's important to know that that information has been updated as of this time or a trick or a tip. 
And so Google's actually hurting, you know, those people for that relevant update with with this scenario. So the point being is if you're going to do some updates to your old content, which you should, make sure it's a it's a lot more than you normally would. Make sure it's a real hefty update just because it could hurt you if you don't. And I will certainly update everybody if that starts to change, but that's kind of the controversy right now with the helpful content update. There are a lot of things like that um, that, you know, again, Google doesn't always understand the consequences of their actions. I mean, they're trying to give us better results in Google, right. but they don't, they sometimes have to roll stuff back. And, now, and we'll see. A, a question back to you just from the, the layman's now, is this yeah. kind of like every time you do an update, is it almost like checking your credit score too much that you get docked each time? Just trying to make like a, an analogy. Well, you, you have the, let's say if you're in WordPress and you can change the date it was published. So if you have say a article that you wrote two years ago and or or annually, some people will just say, hey, you know, the best 10 items of 2022 and now it's 2023 and you don't make any changes or you just change the date and maybe a couple small things, but it's the same content. There's, you know, is it really updated? And that's what Google's trying to make sure that it really was updated. It's not this the same article that's now 2024 or something like that. So it's actually when you actually change the date in the article and, you know, making sure it was updated, fresh content. Okay. Um, it, it's, it's a balancing act. Uh, so we'll, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll keep you, keep you all up to date on that one. Right. All right. What do you got next? All right, cool. So I'm um, talking, you targeting, know, on the, the further extension of once you've gone viral or once you've got content that's been up. Um, and, and now I'm, I'm talking more specifically to Facebook and Instagram here, since that's, you know, the world that I know really well. And um, I'm talking about retargeting. So when you are, um, when you put a post up or you put an ad or a reel and you boost it and you put a little bit of a budget behind it to get it in front of new eyeballs, um, typically if you're on the top level of say the funnel and you're trying to get the most amount of people, you're not retargeting, you're just casting a wide net. And at this point, you know, you've casted that net and you're starting to get some engagement or you're starting to get video views of stuff that you're sharing. Um, The next step to make that funnel be a little more narrow is to retarget those people who have previously engaged. So that's one of my favorite audiences to create. And, you know, I can certainly make, you know, specifications of a certain location and age and different, you know, demographics like that. But I will typically not try to add too many extra characteristics or different caveats in the audience. I will typically just populate the audience with those people who have previously engaged in, say, a 90-day window or a 120-day window. And Facebook, in its ads manager platform, will allow you pretty easily to create these audiences. You just need to have a little bit of experience playing with it. And, um, you know, that's definitely a great audience to have or those who have, um, you know, engaged with your post or your ads in the last, you know, few months. That's a great right. one. Another one is people who have viewed your video. That's one. And then even beyond that, you can actually target those people who have viewed 75% of your video or, you know, you know that those people are even more engaged because they really, you know, sat in and watched it. So that's a whole nother audience that you can create. 
And then even beyond that, um, you can install on, um, on your website what's known as a pixel that watches your, your traffic to your website and understands the people who have gone from you know, Facebook to your website or even a step beyond that, uh, you can add a caveat that maybe they've added something to a shopping cart or they visited certain landing pages right. to be even more specific. And then you can create audiences that ret retarget those people specifically. So what's great about those audiences, Rosh, is that they're typically not populated by a large quantity of people. Therefore, they don't require a big budget to reach the people. Right. Um, so you can put these up with a smaller budget because it's less people, but they are very specified people who have already followed certain actions. Right. So to kind of summarize, you know, if you're not going to retarget, maybe a little bigger budget, a bigger, wider net, but then the more specified you get with this retargeting, um, you can actually kind of lower your budget and get a higher result. So right. it's a way to spend your money more efficiently. Yeah, right. You know, I mean, you're not be necessarily paying for the views, um, mm -hmm. You're just paying for the clicks. And so in a sense, it's kind of free branding in a sense from people who already know you. Um, right. And, and that that can be very, yeah, that can be helpful. It reinforce the, your brand uh, along the way. And then people who are interested, they generally don't click unless they're ready to buy or want more information. So right. yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. That's great. Yeah. And it's, it's pretty simple set up in Facebook and to, you know, how to do this most, you know, Facebook, social media experts, you know, this is their bread and butter. So, um, but you know, there's tutorials on YouTube and different things to be able to, to figure this out if you want to bootstrap and, you know, make it happen. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So, all right. Um, PPC quality score. Yeah. We got so, you know, when you advertise in Google, do you get a quality score? And I, I don't put a lot of weight on it ultimately compared to which ads are working best because sometimes the quality score and what is actually working uh, disagree <laughs> in my opinion, but it is important to understand what they are because if you have a higher quality score, you'll actually pay less. Okay. And so that's important to understand. So I can be as thick headed as I want to be about, you know, what I think of the quality score, but I also have to weigh the fact that I may be paying a little bit more but if I'm getting more conversions, I don't care. But if I'm not, you know, it, I, I should understand that there are three parts to the quality score. The expected click-through rate. Now, I don't always necessarily know what that is, but um, you, you should have a really good click-through rate. And these numbers go, you have three numbers, 0, 1.75, and 3.5 that make up the total score of 0 to 10 in the three areas. And so you you want to have as high a click-through rate as possible. So we know that click-through rate is important, is part of the process. Um, ad relevance, uh, in other words, how is that ad relevant to the keywords you're targeting? So you should probably have your keywords in the ad that, that you're trying to get clicks for. And then also same with landing page, landing page experience. And I'm sure there are a number of factors related to that, maybe bounce back from the ad, Possibly, of course, the same keywords. The keyword that you're targeting is in your ad is also on the landing page. And so there are a number of factors that ultimately make that quality score. And some of the things that you can do very easily, make sure that you have the keywords in your ad and related keywords in your ad and also on your landing page. That can be very helpful. You can work on those landing pages. The expected click-through rate, you know, that's something you're going to have to work on through experimentation and continue, continuously testing. So there are things you can do 
sometimes I will have an ad that has a much higher uh, a much higher um, quality score than the one that's actually performing. <laughs> so, you know, you just have to uh, figure, you know, you, you need to uh, weigh all that. But I think that's important to understand what it is, what it, does the quality score represent, what does it mean, and what are some things you can do to help improve that score so you pay a little bit less for mm-hmm. your ads. Yeah, and th- that's a good takeaway from it is that it is an opportunity to, you know, reap the benefits of doing the right things and pay a little less to get it out there. We say the same thing kind of with our, the quality of our Facebook posts. You know, if this post is, you know, checking all the right boxes for Facebook, our $10 boost is going to go a lot further than one that, you know, maybe has a lower score. It's just Facebook's not showing us that score. We just need to kind of guess it, but it's good that Google's given that that information. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Cool. Well, I do have a question for you that has to do with my topics, but um, what what is the most viral video that you have ever had? What stands out in your brain? What have you? uh... I've had a number through the years that have worked well. Most of them were in the photography area. Mm -hmm. I assume. And well, I also have some videos that have done very well in YouTube too, usually very specific. Actually, the one that had the most, and I actually stopped it after it got to 100,000 views. Only it wasn't necessarily viral, but it was heavily viewed, and it was just really how to change the name of your Facebook page, and wow. and so that I, eventually after a few years, as you know, Facebook changes everything every quarter. <laughs> you know, so what you said and how you did it, like, mm-hmm. as we we always joked, you know, the our our first book was obsolete the day after it was published, and yeah. you know, any any information you give on Facebook on YouTube is outdated too, and so eventually I just turned that off, and I also have one on how much does it cost to start a YouTube channel? And that one has many thousands, tens of thousands of views. Uh, I think early on though, a couple things that really, I think to take away, you're talking about, um, let's look at the first one, 17 things photographers should not do. And that really started to take off and actually started to take off in France first overnight. Didn't get much view. (laughs) Yeah, I know. And then this, this was about 15 years, maybe 13 years ago. And, and then it started going, then they got back to the United States and started, it was doing well. And so I clicked on some of my friends who were on Twitter, uh, who had many, many more followers than I did and said, Hey, I have one that's going really well. Can you give it a push? And nice. they, that's they, a great bit of advice right there. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and that really pushed it. I wasn't telling mm-hmm. them, Hey, this is one's not doing very well. Can you help me? No, no, no. This one's doing well. Let's yeah. keep it going. And, right. and or you know, and people will appreciate that. And so that really helped a lot. Another one was, and I'll stop with this one, was uh pricing for photographers. And that started off small, and then each year it got bigger and bigger and bigger and developed quite an audience around that. People actually waited, you know, first couple of weeks of each year, what's the update gonna be? And, oh, wow. and that, and so that kept getting bigger and and just drove a ton of traffic um, to my blog. So again, once even going back to the point that you were making about, you know, we're talking about your your viral video, you know, about you know w- what's the next thing. Into in in to your point, you need to have a plan. What are you going to do next to improve that, and how are you going to go about that? Is important to. Uh, otherwise you you could lose out on a great opportunity much of these social platforms are built off of momentum and mm-hmm. you have to help keep that momentum going but also to profit from it 
you know, you need to be thinking about how could you slip in a little call to action that might help the revenue without hurting the virality of that of that topic. So, and for the record, I did none of this and didn't follow it up with anything good and have had all of my subsequent reels kind of fall on their face. So, yeah. <laughs> so we put that out there. So. All right. Um, your last topic here, you're talking yeah. about YouTube ad blog. Yeah. yeah. So um, about a, a few weeks ago, um, I I got, I had an issue where YouTube was saying, no, you can't watch this video because you can't have an ad blocker. And I've had other pages and websites where like, you know, on CNN, oh, no, you can't have an ad blocker. So if if they really won't let you, sometimes if you just click OK, <laughs> you can go watch the page. But other times they'll say, no, no, you really can't have an ad blocker. Like, OK, I'll turn it off for this page. But when it came to YouTube, even though I turned it off for the site, it still said you have an ad blocker you still can't watch the page. And it, hmm. I just saw an article today saying that that, that action is just tanked ad blockers because people just uninstalled them because they couldn't watch YouTube videos. <laughs> At least yeah. that's what I did. And I'm sure I'm assuming they had to do the same thing. I, after I've had this ad blocker for years and I just, I took it off because I couldn't watch YouTube videos, even though it was off for YouTube it was YouTube was saying, no, it's still there. Get rid of it. And I Were did. you watching it on Chrome, perhaps? Yes. So that may be the that might have something to do with it. I mean, not that Internet Explorer still exists, but you know, maybe <laughs> Firefox or some other platform, maybe because you know, Chrome yeah. and YouTube and Google, maybe it's installed a layer deeper than turning it off on that right. website. So just a food for thought. No, no, you're you're, you're absolutely right. And that's a great thought. I, I generally use Chrome, so I I, I, I took it off. But yeah, you know, if I wanted to keep the ad blocking thing going, I guess I, I yeah I, I bet you're right. Firefox, I could turn it off for the site, and, and it would be fine. So. It might still work, right? Exactly. But to be honest, I prefer Chrome. That's what I've how I've been in that world yeah. lately. So yeah, but, all right, very, very good. good. Hey, good show. And hey, those who who are interested in. In our interview with uh, Robert Bauer with Goofy Faces, that was a great show, our 500th show. I know, Brian, it probably only seemed like 15 to you, but it was, you know, 500 shows over these years. <laughs> and uh, it, honestly, it was, it, was, it was nice to talk because there are a lot of nice little nuggets. It was just nice conversation. And yeah. just if you really listen to what he's saying throughout the show, you can pull those nuggets out and say, yeah, I probably should approach things this way too. Here's some things I could do to help grow my creative business. So yeah, certainly he's someone who's, you know, kind of top of the pile where he took a, you know, a, a talent that he was hustling in bars and he made a national company with. So, you know, and he tells that whole story start to finish. So please, yeah, we encourage you to listen to our past episodes or future episodes. And, you know, if you want to be a guest or, you know, if there's any topic you want us to cover, uh, give us a visit on the website. What's the URL there, Rush? Uh, uh, com. Beautiful. Excellent. All right. Good seeing you. We'll talk to everyone next time. 